What's going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Nomicron. We are sitting at episode seven. Can't believe we made it this far. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and joining me today, as always, the luscious, the beautiful Ryan, a.k.a. Synthetic. How you doing, boss? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's everyone? I'm doing pretty, pretty fucking, pretty fucking tasty, actually. Uh, and then also, uh, I've got my personal teddy bear, my favorite, Ollie. The Vonstrosity. How you doing, Ollie? Hey. hey, I'm doing good. You know, your 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 entrance uh, to our podcast is always just a uh, oh hey yeah <laughs> keeping Hi. it cash. It's uh, super. <laughs> you're that's not even that's not even cash. That's you're just ca. You don't even get the you don't, you don't even get the sh. Yeah. Laissez <laughs> faire. Um, on today's docket. Uh, we're going to discuss, obviously, the finale of What If, Episode 9. What a fucking crazy ending uh, to all that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Battlefield 2042 beta. Also, probably a bridge out into other Battlefield games, because, you know, we like the tangent off. Also, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remastered. What? Going to be fucking crazy. And then from there, who knows where this can go. Uh, so, yeah, let's start this off. What If episode nine wow yeah what a fucking strong finish yeah i i got a comment on uh, us bringing it up last time but we 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 were totally in the wrong we were thinking that there was going to be like another eight or nine episodes on it and i was surprised (laughs) to see that it was just the finale and and we got the ending so quick well, I swear, I swear to all the gods that the one time I looked it up on IMDb, it came up as 16 episodes. Yeah. So I assumed there was going to be 16 episodes to this season. We were just going <laughs> to see a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and uh, I was blindsided uh, and taken taken off guard here. But um, could it, you know, could we, it I don't possibly blame IMDb for this as well, though? Because we got our mid-season trailer for What If at episode 6 is when Disney dropped it. That's when they dropped their their titled mid-season trailer. Oh, missed that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, Disney's just lying well, to us. Well, what I, if... Job. <laughs> oh, no. Well, well, what if the, the listed episodes on IMDb... 18! 18. 18, yes. I'm looking at it right now. It says 18. 18 what, yes, episodes. what if that's how many episodes they actually made and they already have season two ready and, you know, or they're developing season two already for next year? It's very much possible. Because it'd probably be easier just to get everyone together for filming, you know, if if everyone's around for just one or two episodes into a small chunk of time and hence why maybe 18 episodes is listed. But whatever you say, that, but then we again, did. we didn't really see a lot of the uh, like main cast members up until this last episode. I feel like like there were a couple of them scattered throughout, but I feel like the majority of the uh, the heroes weren't voiced by their um, yeah. originators until this episode. I'm oh, yeah. I'm... Actually, uh, to be fair, a lot of the uh, a lot of his characters weren't. Uh weren't voiced by their original MCU actors. There's only been a handful of people who've returned to do to do this work. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't have as many scheduling problems with uh, their main cast members because they're just not using them um, in every What If episode. Like we've seen... Well, is it, is, it, is it a scheduling issue or is Disney just being cheap? Probably a little <laughs> bit of both, to be honest. Yeah, I, think, I think you're right, Holly. <laughs> 
Yeah, because, like, I could totally see... Well, I don't know. I would expect Chris Hemsworth, of all people, to have not been able to be free, because he's usually doing some Netflix movie or something. I was going to say, what, <laughs> what, what, he's he's a busy dude with all that... Uh, uh, what is that? Extraction money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm a bit surprised he's been pretty consistent with it and has been in every episode that's featured Thor, right? You know, um, I, so. I don't know if, if, if Chris Hemsworth has ever really turned down an opportunity. He was even in, fucking, what was it? Kevin Smith's last movie, the uh, Jay and Silent Bob Go to Hollywood or whatever the last one reboot. Oh, really? Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Small role. Like, super small role. He played a hologram. But, like, he fucking took time out of his busy schedule to do that. He probably is just a dude that that enjoys uh, being a part of people's creations and whatnot. I could... I mean, if I was a a big Hollywood actor, I imagine I would, too. Yeah. But I'm not, so fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) No scheduling issues for you, then. None. None whatsoever. None at all. None at all. Just to the fans. Sorry, he's just being inconsiderate to the fans if he's not Thor, so he's got to do well it for hours. Right, yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to do yeah. it. Yeah, you are now Thor. Forget all the other movies you've been in. Forget Cabin in the Woods. Forget Extraction. Forget Ghostbusters. But honestly, everybody should forget that Ghostbusters movie because it was horrible. Here's a hot take. And, and hold on, hold on. It. No, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me clarify first because I've been misunderstood in the past. It is not a horrible Ghostbusters movie because it was an all-female cast. Granted, not all of them are great actresses. Um, And if I have to watch Melissa McCarthy be the same fucking character in every movie one more time, I'm going to scratch my eyes out with a rusty fucking spoon. (laughs) That Ghostbusters movie was a shitty movie because it was a shittily written movie. It was just garbage. It wasn't great. It was. Period. Period. Yeah. I enjoyed Chris Hemsworth's parts. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the few redeeming factors in that movie was him yeah. being a bumbling idiot. Yeah, that's true. But getting <laughs> getting back before we tangent off way too far. Yeah, what if? <laughs> what? <laughs> Shit, do we do we even talk about the episode this time? Like, <laughs> I just want to want, want, yeah. want a little. Sorry, my, what were you saying, Ryan? I want to let all my anger out on Ghostbusters now that we're on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my fault. Um, so anyway, I do want to talk yeah, about this episode because this episode had a lot of crazy shit from like beginning to end. Oh, yeah. Like legit from beginning to end. It just it started strong, ended strong, yeah. was strong, lived strong, strong, strong. <laughs> I don't know. Strong, strong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So all right, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Talk about it. Let's go. Let's so, so. So first of all, I I I I liked the part at the uh, when the watcher was collecting everybody. Um, I thought that it must be really fucking weird to just be going about your day only to see a giant man baby in the sky, being like, <laughs> "Hey, I need you for something. Come with me." You and then, there. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like how weird must that have been? I mean, um, I, I would probably shit my pants if I if I saw that. Yeah, because he's also I don't, I don't know how like, I would handle that. Yeah, he's also like fifty feet tall in most of them. Just like, and I'm wondering, like, is he be, is he able to be seen by everybody else, or does he know just to be like, is, is he somehow able to just be seen by the people he needs to be seen by? There was actually a really like, quick part no, go ahead. in the episode yeah. where. 
um, I don't remember who it was, but when he's going around collecting everybody, uh, one of the heroes just like kind of stops and looks up at him. And whoever they're like fighting with or talking with at the time is like, is questioning them. Like, what, what are you doing? Just in the middle of this, whatever they're up to, the person just stops and starts paying attention to the background. Yes. I think that was, I think that was Black Widow on the boat with Captain Carter. I want to say that's when that happened. And Black Widow yeah, was just like, I think look it... behind you. Yes. Yeah, okay. But then again, no, like, it... but then the, the person that was with her couldn't see it because they made a comment like, what are you, like, what are you looking at? Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, but, you're right. Well said, though, Tony did see the Watcher with Gamora. Yeah, maybe it's just really pivotal. People are only able to, to see um, the Watcher or something. Like maybe just not. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's I, that's a good point. That's I feel I mean, like I, he has the power to present himself to whomever he pleases. Oh, uh, well, and, when you and say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if he wants to be seen by all, he can. And if he only wants to be seen by one specific person, I think he can as well. Um, yeah, and my my watcher knowledge is not great. So like, if I'm wrong, this... somebody out there, you you fucking tell me. But just be nice about it. Then this begs the question, why doesn't he have, like, a chair or something? Like, he just watches people just kind of, like, sitting there, like, standing there floating in space? Like, does yeah, he well, I mean, he's, he's floating. No, he's the Watcher. He's always watching. It's in his oh, name. Damn. That would be so boring. <laughs> but who watches the... No, I'm kidding. Who watches the Watcher? <laughs> yeah, was it you guys The one above... What is it? The one The one above all or the one... Yeah, the one, uh, the one above, the one above all. all. I don't know where that character all falls in with this. I, I have no clue. I think he's really like, like a, a, the reader as a fourth wall break character. Well, I have no idea. Yeah. Anyways, um, I liked um, I liked the part that Captain uh, Carter was on the boat with Black Widow, um, and that was what uh, Captain America two. Yeah, that, that was that it was yeah. supposed to be. That was Winter mm-hmm. Soldier, the beginning of Winter Soldier. Yeah, was it? That well, wasn't. Like that. Yes, was it? Like no, I it, doubt it. Wasn't it. Voicing it. The, uh, that was definitely not GSP. Hell yeah. Okay, I didn't think so. I really didn't think so. It would have been cool to see him just reprise that role, though. I mean, yeah, yes, it would. And you know what? Since I do have this open, keep talking. I will find out. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Just how they like did kind of their own take on the conversation before they jump out of the plane with uh... interjection. Oh. Interjection. <laughs> it, it was GSP. Was it? Oh. Yeah, wow. he yes, doesn't sound was. French at all. Really? I think he sounded like overtly French, like it was a little bit trying too hard kind of thing. But and this also mm. would have been Chadwick Boseman's last episode. Yeah, or last last set of uh, last set of voice work. Yeah. You know what? His voice, I totally would wouldn't have been surprised if they had gotten somebody else to do it, especially in the later episodes. But I'm glad that it actually is him. Yeah, but I mean, like a good yeah. chunk of. Of MCU actors, we had Tom Hiddleston, Kurt Russell, Toby Jones as uh, as Arnim Zola, uh, Chris Hemsworth, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael B. Jordan, and I don't know who any of these people are. Chadwick Boseman, of course, GSP, Frank Grillo uh, as Rumlow, um, and then mm-hmm. Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell played Peggy Carter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then Sam Jackson, and everybody else is all other folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh. fucking nuts. But I mean, damn good job. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I the interjection was 
Oh, no drawing. problem. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of talking about like like the interaction that they had in the beginning of Winter Soldier, where uh, Widow is trying to get him to uh, get, trying to get Cap to go and start go on a date, meeting again. Yes, yeah, get with that chick from life. accounting. Yeah. yeah, and then they did the the same exact conversation almost just um, with a, a man under a very similar name, also in accounting for uh, yes. for Captain Carter. And I thought that was awesome. I just like such a good callback. It was very well done. And just I liked the way the characters interacted with each other, like having that camaraderie that's uh that we really well, did see a lot of with um Steve Rogers and uh and Nat, but I didn't think we'd see so much of it with uh Captain Carter. Yeah, you know, I like Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was no, just no. going to say that I, I really like the energy that the first ep- What If episode brought with um, Captain Carter and and just the wild fight that the ending was there. And I, I for one, would like to see a lot more of Captain Carter and what goes on in that mirror world. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting character and interesting take. You could do an entire animated series on that. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it would sell gangbusters yep you don't even know you don't even know (laughs) i think there there is a lot of potential for any of these to spin off are you kidding me maybe not so much uh not (laughs) not so much zombie world but like you take dr strange captain carter um i mean thor i guess kind of ties into everything what was the what was the other big one um gamora was there um killmonger Hell, and... even even that could you like a like a like a villain series? You know yeah, what? Kill Killmonger what? is quite yeah. Here's the thing: why don't we have villain series? Series? I mean, we got Loki, and technically, Wandavision was a bit of you know. That, no, they're not that real villains. I'm talking <laughs> straight up villains. We don't have a whole lot of that, if any. I'm yeah. sure it exists. Uh, in in one medium or another, but there's not a lot of it. Why don't we like? Some could argue. Well, Modok. Well, you know, Modok. If you've seen I, the show, if you've seen the show, not really a villain. Let's be real. Yeah, definitely. I'm hey. talking someone who does some fucking heinous shit the entire way through this fucking series, and give give this guy the hero treatment. I think Killmonger would make a wicked series like a dark series taking over wakanda using the wakandan forces to take over the world obviously some people are gonna want to fight that and just have him go up against whomever Mm -hmm. well this is what i'm i'm wondering if they could in the future make a mainline mcu movie all along those lines where it's like an alternate reality because of the multiverse, but you don't realize it's alternate till maybe the end of the movie. And that would be like a big twist or something that like, Hey, this isn't the MCU that you guys actually got to know because there's these little hints throughout the movie, but it's not all collected till the very end. And they could totally do a kind of villain arc with that. I'll tell you what, Aldi, why don't we, uh, why don't, why why don't we all just get together, write it and then send it off to to Disney. (laughs) This is our moment. This is our moment right here. (laughs) It's not the podcast. It's not anything else we're doing. We're going to write a villain movie or whatever you said. (laughs) Or whatever I said. (laughs) How high are you right now? (laughs) Pretty high. Uh, I'm just going to put my name on it and hope for the best. Uh, well, I mean, that's normally how I did group projects. Um, <laughs> I, I was not. Guy. 
I w- hey hey, I wasn't a dick. I just wasn't a great student. Um, and I I can I can definitely say the ADHD had a part to play. Um, but also I just wasn't interested. Um, so yeah. like I did like I would I would do unless it was something I was super interested in. Um, I would do the bare minimum to get by on my end. Uh, All right, so I think not... Ollie would have the best like idea of. <laughs> Person you would be in in a, in a group project. So, what do you think? Would he be the asshole, or would he be okay? <laughs> um, I think he'd be all right. I think he would he would chime in and have some good points to make, and then just like kind of disappear for a while. But it would give us a lot of content to go off of. Right, so, and then I would when yeah. I did reappear, I'd come back with weed and energy yes. drinks and snacks. I just that be like, hey, how's it going, guys? Hope it's going all good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and bring some targets and my airsoft guns so we can let off a little steam, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be the yeah. fun guy. You guys are you guys are doing the hard part. You're doing the writing. Yeah. Um, you could probably you host us after. And you'll, and, and you'll be like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, smoke this. Pull this. <laughs> Let's go hey, shoot somebody, guns off for a bit. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, I would definitely contribute if we were writing. If we were like legit writing a fucking screenplay, is that what they're called? Screenplay, yeah. I would totally give you my one hundred percent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't schlep on that. Oh yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, yeah this was- is how we get famous, boys. Uh, it's it's not it's not this podcast. It's not. This is just a hobby. Uh, we we're gonna write the next big Marvel movie. Kevin Feige is gonna have us all over for dinner. Yeah, we're oh. coming for his job though. Well, <laughs> yeah, this, but he uh, doesn't need to know that. This is starting <laughs> to remind me of an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where uh, the gang tries to write a movie because um, who is it? Sam? No, um, who's the guy that's known for his twists in movies that wrote Glass or that? Uh, oh, directed- oh, 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 um, M Night Shyamalan. Yes, so he is filming uh, a movie or whatever in that episode, and uh, they try to sell him a screenplay and it ends up the screenplay ends up being um Dolph Lundgren playing a guy named Dolph Lundgren who has a really what? big nose for a head and smells crime before it happens or something like that. Oh man, and, this sounds so familiar. Yeah. And then um and then they they do end up getting Dolph Lundgren to uh come onto the show of It's Always Sunny, but in a later <laughs> season. Not for that particular project, but still, uh, still, just easily so could end up that we write like the weirdest fanfic ever. But whatever, it'll be our, our baby. <laughs> Man, that's such. I'm a good not show. gonna lie though; it can't it can't stall. Uh, our our project can't star Dolph Lundgren because he's kind of a wash up. <laughs> oh, ours Dolph Lundgren fan of the show, Robert Downey Jr. Horse. He's done with he's done with MCU. <laughs> exactly. We gotta pull him back well, somehow. Dolph, I don't know if you guys. He, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Dolph Lundgren has been in the the DC um, universe. Uh, what? I didn't know yeah, he was he totally an Aquaman. What? <laughs> oh, yes, he was. But he was also in Arrow um, in one of the later seasons of Arrow. Did you also know Dolph Lundgren was also the Punisher way back in the 80s? Oh, shit. Y- yeah, yeah. I did not. Yeah. Dropped a little knowledge on you. Knowledge bomb received. I mean... Dolph Lundgren is a certified badass. I will never diminish that. Yeah. Dude's got a PhD or a master's. Yeah. Good for him. He's German, so that's not... I think... It's not a surprise to me that he's really, really smart. Isn't he, like, Swedish? Whatever. Same thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, we love you, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> no, I mean, he's a fan of the show, but I don't love him. Um, <laughs> his best role was Rocky Four. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, would like to see him in the MCU. As a villain? Ooh. He's too I... old. He's too old and weird looking to be a hero. Come on. <laughs> He just yeah. he just looks he would, evil. He looks like yeah. he ha- he has to be a fucking an evil dude. He could he could totally be an evil dude. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, I mean, if we're giving villain roles to fucking Russell Crowe, why not Dolph Lundgren? Anything's possible in the multiverse. Anything's possible in the MCU. Period. Yeah. Everybody's getting jobs in the MCU. Everybody. Yeah. Um, so why not us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're daydreaming uh, way too yeah. much on this one. So where, going, where, where are we? Go, going back to what if. Um, Easy. Do we know anything? I don't know if I missed it in the episode. Do we know anything about how Iron Man met Gamora? No, no. Well, no. they just introduced the it as is, know, right? The only thing that we know is that they were um, essentially like defeating Thanos in their universe, and that's why they had the. Uh, the Infinity Crusher. Yeah, Thanos' armor. Yeah, is that right. a sword? They, they they succeeded in this universe, which is why they were at um where where was it they were at? What what the fuck is it called? The uh the dwarf Nidavellir. Yeah, Nidavellir. That's it. Uh, they, that's, that's not a real word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they had actually successfully defeated Thanos in their universe. I think that was the Hulkbuster armor. Uh, that uh, it was the, the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sick. But what did he call uh, it, Betty? Something like that. I don't really remember too much. I mean, all or Veronica. That, uh, with the it, was, uh, it was approach Tony in that scene. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, I what I wanted out of that was for that iteration of Iron Man to run into Killmonger, and then them to have like a kind of like Killmonger is like, oh man, I thought I killed you, kind of thing, and then Iron Man would have been, you know, upset that he died in an alternate timeline by Killmonger. I don't. I don't know if. <laughs> If that's how that would go down. Killmonger's a very adept dude. I mean, he was pretty quick to trust and understand that he was part of a multiverse, and he was very quiet about everything that was going on. I don't think he would let another Tony Stark know that he killed a a different version of him, because that would just create problems. Yeah, that's true. I still would have liked to see that interaction if it happened. We also forget that that Killmonger was... uh, he was a street kid. He's got street smarts. He's not going to fucking give that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. Mm. I know. I'm a genius. <laughs> Still, I thought it was an awesome <laughs> for, this, uh, for this, like, I guess, Infinity War 2. But uh, just seeing, like, a different cast of uh, of heroes and, I guess, the, the villain alongside them was it was awesome to see it and just the animation and everything that they used for the fight was incredible. Like they did such a good job. Oh yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Big budget on this one. Oh yeah. Spared no expense yeah. to give us a colorful light show of awesomeness. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I think range uh, in this episode will go down as the goat. I think. Oh, 100%. Strange, Strange definitely held that together. He, I don't know if I'm sure his back is sore as fuck right now from carrying that team. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw um there was a meme where it was like the Avengers of the Multiverse um 
I think that was a team name, right? Um, at 100% um, uh, strength. Guardians. They were the Guardians, Guardians. of the Multiverse. Guardians yeah. of the Multiverse, yeah. yeah. At 100% strength, and it showed, you know, the whole squad. And then it was Guardians of the Multiverse at, like, 90% strength, and it was just Doctor Strange. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, he did carry the team with his spells. Like, he that was pretty spell. much... Yeah, those protection spells pretty much did all the work. Yeah. That was That was all strange. I mean, never mind the fact that he ate a fucking like galaxy level explosion. He literally just popped that shit in his mouth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I and totally then, forgot about that. And then good natured Thor reveals them to Ultron before they're even ready to. I mean, they're ready, <laughs> but like, oh, I like that part. What did, he, what did he keep saying that he's always always one for attracting unwanted yeah. attention? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Party Thor. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Party Thor. Fuck yeah, Party Thor. Yeah, this, um, this episode was... It was great. Um, I'm very impressed with how they finished that out. Great storytelling. Yeah. Seemed to have tied up a lot of, uh, lot of questions and, and loose ends that I had. I don't know about you guys. Definitely. I mean, I think the Killmonger part around the end alone really cleared up like the majority of that episode ending the way it did. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I saw that coming a mile away, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly figured that that was the only reason the Watcher even brought him in the first place. Was essentially what was going through my head. Oh, is, that's a good point. Because, like, in what, in what universe does the Watcher take Killmonger, who in every iteration that we've seen him is essentially the same, only to a worse degree in the What If series? Well, right. So. He, like, he could have had anybody else. Yeah, honestly. Like, he, he could have actually taken anybody. Own he could it. have gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was someone else. Like, it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, because the question I had the the whole episode, well, by the end of the episode, was why did he choose to take, like, he's the watcher. He knows how these people operate, right? Why did he choose to take Killmonger um, if he knew that he would be a potential for taking the stones for himself, right? He would fight just as hard as everybody else to do it. Mm. Well, taking yes. the stones still means you have to defeat the enemy. Yes, but at the same time, what if he could, could took him out of his timeline because that was when he would naturally die, anyways, and that he wasn't really messing with the timeline at all because the people the good people, they went back to their timelines where they previously left, right? Right. But Killmonger doesn't go back, so that would fuck up his entire timeline. Unless, in that timeline, he was very short, like, like he wouldn't he have was, long in that close world. To, close to death. Yeah, exactly. So Okay, I feel you. So, I, I thought it was a kind of a, like, a, not a plot hole, but like, a really um, bad choice by the Watcher to take him knowing how he was, but it makes sense that the Watcher probably predicted it, but like you said, he knew he would fight just as hard as everybody else, yeah. but also if there was any complications, he could be taken out just like that, and uh, there wouldn't be too many issue, too much issue. <laughs> knowing yeah. that's... I mean... Go ahead. Uh, yeah. That's like able to see everything except for Ultron. Do you guys think that he saw the events of this fight happening before... Uh, like he went to recruit everyone, and that's why he picked who he did. Like you think? I think specific, he must have. Uh, like Widow and um, uh, Hawkeye getting the AI for Zola. Like, do you, do you think he saw that, and that's what made him uh, pick Killmonger because he knew that there would be like that he would have the two opposites fighting each other? Oh, 
I don't know about that, um, but I would I would be willing to bet that he knew the outcome of the fight, and that's why he didn't intervene at all ar- around the end and just kind of let them do their thing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because I, I kind of agree. I don't think that he would have been able to see that power struggle at the end. Because if he couldn't see Ultra yeah. and Stones to the extent that he was, why would he be able to see them when, uh, especially when they're being closed off from everything else in the multiverse? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, think about. I don't know. All that I know is as soon as I saw him playing with that Ultron helmet head thing, I was like, no, this is... well. This doesn't bode well for everybody. So he's going to pull some shit. Well, <laughs> yeah. he, he must have some view on different timelines and he must see things coming because um, didn't in the um, in the Star-Lord episode, wasn't it revealed that Earth was destroyed by Ego? Well, that and, actually, um, it, it was kind of finished off in this episode where we saw, um, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Chadwick Boseman as Star-Lord talking to... Uh, Chris Pratt's character. He's, he's, he saves Quill. Yeah, yeah, he saves Quill. Yeah. Um, oh, but I guess we don't really know the outcome of what happened because he got snatched right then and there, right? Correct. Because I was, I was going to say that he seemed to predict it, but he's, but the, the, um, the outcome must have changed. So, so if that's not the case, then Star Lord literally got picked up from a fight and then dropped off from winning, beating uh, Ultron to then losing to Ego, losing Earth to Ego. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta, well, that's, I mean, unless that's gotta fucking suck. Unless Uatu was weighing out the the greater of the two evils when when choosing T'Challa. Yeah, because. Yes, the planet was about to just get fucked by egos, whatever business, um, merging with... What would you call that? Merging with, with the sun? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he sure. was trying. He was trying to use Quill as a as a like an extra life battery, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? To yes. fully charge his yeah. powers so that he can mm-hmm. consume... I don't, it's been a long time since I've seen Volume 2 of Guardians. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. you're on the right track. <laughs> I think you're um, there, yeah. But I mean, like... In that particular universe, yeah, Earth is gone, but every, all the other planets are, are in around the universe will still be fine. Uh, whereas if we we didn't take who he took, that Ultron or Ultra Ultra Vision, I should say, would have uh, destroyed absolutely everything in every conceivable multiverse. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I knew but, he didn't, uh, destroy Ego in uh, in the episode that was dedicated to him. Sorry, he does. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, didn't he? Uh, didn't he kill Ego or like the planet? Yes. Yes, he and did. The, he did destroy Oh, the yeah. Good call. Ultravision did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but other thing to ponder is if Ego does destroy the planet in in Star-Lord um in you know the Wakandan Star-Lord's uh timeline, um what is that ha- what happens with the Infinity Stones that are on that planet? Does Ego have the Infinity Stones then? Cuz he's a he's a what a celestial or whatever? Yeah. Yes. So he he hmm. can wield the Infinity Stones, and wouldn't he be like super powerful with like the four that are on Earth? Not sure that he would need them. Well, either way, you'd want them. Their power, right? You wouldn't want them to be in anybody else's hands, unless he just didn't know they were there. Yeah, that's true. Just basically how Ultravision came across the stones. Thanos just yeah. comes up and is like, "Oh, I'm taking those." <laughs> so I feel like Ego would would sense them if he would consumed the entire Earth. Yeah, that's a would good be point. interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would also just ego is not what we saw him in Guardians Volume Two. It's a little more like a, I don't know, menacing and an actual issue considering he is a celestial. Yes. But mm-hmm. maybe 
I mean, who knows? Again, they, they did it, it seemingly intentionally leave a lot of these character arcs open by just putting them back into where we left off with them. So, yeah. Possible yeah. to see a continuation to some degree. Although, I really don't know if they would continue this one just because of Chadwick Boseman being dead now. Like, I don't know if they would want to recast for the role or if they're just going to leave it at what it is. Well, I think at the very least, the accent that Chadwick Boseman puts on is probably pretty mimicable with the voice actor. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had more um, uh, more of him showing up, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, under a different voice actor in future What If episodes. Oh, totally. Yeah. But it totally depends on how they want to respect him because, I mean, they're shelving. Or I don't know, actually. They're they're continuing with um, another Black Panther movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where, I, where I think Shuri is supposed to take over the mantle. I think that's the as leading field right now, but I don't as she does think in the comics. It's too bad they killed off uh, Killmonger because uh, I think he would have been a really interesting uh, Black Panther. I mean, don't rule it out. We don't. We don't yeah. 100% know that Killmonger's dead. That is true. Yeah, that's true. That's when did we... His, his last scene was on the cliff with T'Challa oh, at the end of the yeah. movie watching the sunrise. Yeah, and I right. feel like they could very but, easily repair those damages with, uh, with right. the technology. Right, and could have just, just cryogenically froze them. Yeah. Yeah, or just healed them and put them in a Wakandan prison. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. I know he wanted to die, but who knows? <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't want T'Challa to help him. He didn't want him to pull it out. Didn't want him to bring him and get it fixed. He just wanted to see the sunrise. Yeah, exactly. and then as soon as last breath. And then as soon as he probably passed out, T'Challa probably like took him away and was it's like, "Heal this possible. man." Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They could they could definitely write that in. Very if much not, we just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do want to kind Kevin of Kevin Foggy, if you're listening. That was our idea. That's trademark <laughs> idea. We'll uh, we'll we'll come to dinner. We'll talk it out. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's a couple things we need to have here, but I'm sure yeah. over like an hour or so period, we could we could cover it no problem. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> you were saying earlier about uh, um, a Captain Carter continuation because of the uh, very end scene of this episode uh, with her being returned to the ship that she was fighting on, um, right? And, and then finding the uh, how the Watcher obviously just um, put the uh, Hydra Stomper suit into a can that was on the boat. And we just got the ending line with there's somebody inside waiting for you. Oh, shit. Wait, what? I don't think... Yeah, you, you didn't see that? I don't... I think it was after the first credits. It was post-credits? Oh, I yeah, completely like... forgot to check the post-credits scenes. I didn't yeah, see so there was post-credits. I just assumed since none of the other ones had it that this one wouldn't. Oh, no, this my one, this one God. did. So basically, like, uh, she's, you know, at the end of the episode, she's asking the Watcher if she can be returned to uh, before she went through the portal um, and lost the 70 years uh, off of her, like, her life in between um, coming back through the portal again. And she right. wanted to return to, uh, like, being back with Steve and just, like, the, the 1940s. Um, and he said he couldn't do that. He said that her timeline. I remember that conversation. That's when he was sending everybody back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So then she was the like, last... you want to return to a different different timeline. But don't they ship her off onto the... Yeah, they just, they put her back on in the exact same place that they took her from. But he changed the timeline because he put uh, Steve 
and the um the hydra stomper on the boat so she could find it instead of returning her to a different point in her timeline he just moves steve instead that way she was still gonna be there for i guess what we would then see the continuation of winter soldier and so on in that universe but now we have steve and the hydra stomper oh, i didn't see i didn't shit. catch that part at all wow after this so- episode like, it's like two minutes just go watch it after this episode it's pretty sick okay so maybe we are getting more of these characters in a season two maybe maybe less episodes out of them because you know they've already done them in this season but but yeah like i said it would it would be great to see more of captain carter and uh, like i find that that timeline really interesting definitely and i really do think they'll continue it just based off of that end credit scene if there's these that's going to get a continuation it seems like it would be that one but i do also want to see uh a continuation of the doctor strange story now that i guess we can see that he's not just stuck in his collapsing universe. Well, isn't he though? Isn't he meant to watch them for all of eternity in that in that pocket uh, dimension? Yeah, that's essentially the job that he was given. But we are able to see that he's able to come and go from his dimension now. So I think we'll potentially, yeah, okay, like future team ups again, or he'll just be. Uh, almost like a substitute for the Watcher, potentially, in future episodes. Or, like, since, you know, he's kind of an eldritch horror and that Multiverse of Madness movie was supposed to be a horror, maybe he could show up in that to some capacity. I think that'd be cool. You no. think they would do that? They would tie in the what-if with, with our MCU? Honestly, I doubt that they would, but a man I don't can know. Hope. I feel like they could they could do it pretty tastefully in Multiverse of Madness to where it's not like it doesn't necessarily have to be this specific Doctor Strange. The people that have watched What If might know that it is, but the character would be kind of its own entity. Like it it wouldn't yeah. really need to have seen uh, this the What If episodes in order to follow along with what's happening in that film just we would have a little extra context interesting yeah and and honestly i think it would be a bit of a missed opportunity because it would be like free advertising for a disney plus show um on the big screen and it would just draw more viewers to disney plus if maybe they had like a one-off scene where like you know you're seeing the multiverse um almost like how um one of the finales of of the flash went where he was just running through time and he was seeing all these portals open up to different multiverses. Um, and you know, something like that, like a simple scene. And then people would want to look that up and be like, wait, there's like a universe where people are fucking zombies and like, Oh wait, there's like a doctor strange. That's like evil and like Eldritch and whatever. Then it would, I don't know, at least incite some kind of interest in, in viewers and they'd want to look that up and then they'd find out that, Oh, it's a reference to the what if episode. And then more people, would come and watch it that's just what my I would thoughts like do is i would like for them to use this doctor strange and just like have him sit there for like decades or centuries just like watching this endless power struggle until eventually like the doctor strange that we know from the mcu um opens up some form of like portal into that dimension and he sees a way out and attempts to like take over the mcu doctor strange's um life and replace himself so that he's oh shit you just now stuck watching these guys for all eternity well there you go and then that's there yeah there you go and that's how we would get our 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 uh, another idea for a villain centered um movie we we would follow (laughs) dr armani instead kevin 
if you're listening, bro, we've got <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Seriously, we've got the ideas. But yeah. I, I, I would also. I would also like to to see a little bit about, um, you know, since we don't have, um, well, I don't know, actually, I still haven't finished the movie, but we don't have a Black Widow anymore, according to Endgame, right? How have you not finished the movie? (laughs) I fell asleep during it. I was very tired. (laughs) Um, You were so excited to watch it. You're like, (laughs) it's finally dropped for free on Disney+. Plus. I finally get to watch it. And this was like four in the afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. If yeah. that, I so napped I like, and then I just didn't I get back like, to sweet. it. Always gonna watch Black Widow. We might be able to talk about it, see what his thoughts are. And you haven't even finished it. I, that's right. I've let you down. You have um, let me down. You know what? You're <laughs> out of this project, Kevin. Mr. Feige, <laughs> always got nothing. It's really just myself and Ryan. But uh, yeah, we're probably the ideas guys in, the, in this podcast. Yeah. We're the ideas, guys. Regardless of what I said like 20 minutes ago about being the guy who puts his name on shit and just goes out to get snacks and weed, um, we're I'm def we're definitely the brains of this. Ollie's just he's the third wheel. Uh, well, anyways, I would like to see um, <laughs> another what if episode of of the Black Widow that got transposed to a different timeline. Because that's kind of a big deal for the Watcher to do, especially since everyone knows that Black Widow died or is yeah. gone for some reason. So, and like, you know, um, Nick Fury right away recognizes her as like, hey, you're not our Black Widow, but you have the same energy, which I felt was mm-hmm. a bit of like a corny line. But Oh, it's the uh, che- it had so much cheese uh, on it, man. Yeah. You don't even know. All the layers of cheese. Um <laughs> but yeah, like she's that universe. Her is a bona fide badass, and I bet she she's super appreciative of landing in a place where she's not alone anymore because right. she's literally she's literally the last living thing, Pro, well sentient being at least in the the universe all she the comes life. from. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, in in because Ultravision destroyed uh, all sentient life. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was the original universe. Yeah. So unless she has something, some other character that surprise revealed had survived that apocalypse, then which I, I guess could be the case because if Wandavision survived, then or not Wandavision, what am I talking about? If Black Widow survived, then others could have too. Hmm. Wonder why was it her and Clint? Like how how was it those two that managed to survive? Like I get that they were like I think, and that that question has plagued me. Since the moment they they were on screen, I'm like, wait, you're telling me everybody else is dead except these two mortals? They don't yeah, even have seriously. superpowers. They're <laughs> yeah, no. I hate to say it, but they're nothing special. Yeah. No, but I think they're a good. I think they're a good duo because you know, in the first Avengers, they worked for Shield together, right? Like they were partners. Um, and I think it just makes sense. Um, according to like what happened in the events of Age of Ultron, because yeah, they didn't have powers, so they wouldn't be the ones to be on the battlefield. They you were know, always like, on the battlefield. I know they were, but like it, 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 them of all people, it makes sense that they weren't because they they didn't have powers and they couldn't. They didn't have the same stamina that everybody else would have had, right? So I could see that bit of a stretch that like they got in the the jet for a little while and and we're making a strafing run or something like that they were taking 10 taking 10 <laughs> just, exactly just a, just a quick a quick break a breather Re- recovering their non-super powered muscles 
Right, just a, a wink of respite. Yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, I I kind of think that they chose the two of them because of that scene that mirrored the um the what was it Morvir? I'm butchering that name now. I got Warmir. Yeah, with them fall with with Black Widow, you know, being sacrificed and everything. I think that was the only mm-hmm. reason that that they must have chosen to just to mirror that. That's a pretty good call. Yeah, you're, you, honestly, I think you're probably right. Because at the end of the day, it's all about what you recognize from the main MCU, right? Because if it's too different than the main MCU, then I don't know. Maybe maybe people's um uh you know suspense of of reality or belief would would kick in i don't know even though it's comics and mcu and whatnot, yeah yeah but... like you just mean like you think people would put more of a focus on it as like a secondary mcu almost yeah yeah pretty much like if they recognized some elements of it exactly like how i brought up that getting the infinity stones somebody collecting the infinity stones on earth is a constant just mm-hmm. like some events like these are constants then it would draw in and collective and you know kind of thread together the multiverse because then you would be able to say this is the mcu because these key moments keep happening mm, that's a good point yeah fuck's sakes ollie okay so <laughs> kevin i was lying earlier ollie's left <laughs> with the brainchild of all the right <laughs> glad to be back <laughs> for now that was a whole like five minutes of being fired <laughs> God damn, sir. Stop stop weaving these webs of stories and theories. You're you're making me look bad. Good. Speaking of looking bad, <laughs> GTA <laughs> Vice City and San Andreas getting remastered. That shit is crazy. Yes, sir. Yes. And before we get to that, you need to fix your microphone. It's starting to get really catty. Okay, give me a sec. Oh no. Yeah. Finally he's gone. Oh my god, Ollie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> No, oh, I love him. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think I'm looking most forward to San Andreas of this of this trilogy pack. Yeah, let's not get too deep. We should wait for him to get back. But yeah, like yeah, I'm Grand back. Theft Auto trilogy getting a remaster. That I don't even know where to start with that. Like those games, I I grew up with those games. I'm sure you guys did mm-hmm. as well. But I've yeah. got I don't know how many years on both of you. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> as probably part of my teens, as it was part of your childhood. Um, but Grand Theft Auto Three, Vice City, and San Andreas. Vice City was my favorite. I know a lot of people really really liked um, San Andreas. Um, it was great. But the the one for me was definitely Vice City. But that's also like I'm an '80s uh, sucker. Like I I love all the the music, the cars, the lights, the neon. Like I I'm a sucker for the '80s shit. So that's why I think I resonate with with Vice City. Mm-hmm. That that's fair. I mean, I have quite a few good memories with Vice City as well. I just so many good memories. Oh my! I don't God. know. I don't know why, but I spent a lot of time just knocking people off of motorcycles because I just love the fucking animation <laughs> of it. And and I know you could do the same in San Andreas, but for some reason, I spent a lot of time in Vice City doing that, and then just riding off in motorcycles. And they had ramps, right? Like there were. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's what I spent a lot of my time doing. Um, they were not they to... were they hidden ones that you had to find and like you yes. hit them and you get like would you get achievements for them? I think you just got a shit ton of money and maybe achievements, but I I don't really remember I mean, much of the console, achievements. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, not to mention, I think Vice City for me has has more iconic uh, like characters than than San Andreas. I don't know oh, why. I, I think Tommy I think just like you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and then good. um and then what Rosenberg was that his name is in it? I don't even I don't even remember. It's been a while. It is it's been a lot longer was, than a while. He was the disco stew looking guy that <laughs> um I think he gives you a katana at one point and you're just supposed to go to a mall and fuck some people up. Um something to do with with the movie industry, I think. I think. And then sure. any, 2000, anyways, two thousand and two is when Vice City came out. Yeah, and then the the big villain Diaz, right? Uh, and he was voiced um, by. Okay, hold on. I've got I've got the IMDb. Luis Guzman is who. Luis Guzman. Yeah. So so Ray Liotta as Tommy Versetti, crazy. William Fitchner as Rosenberg. Good call on that earlier. Tom Sizemore was Sonny Ferrelli. Dennis Hopper was in this fucking game. What? I don't remember it's that. Cool. Burt Reynolds, Dennis Hopper was uh, Steve Scott. I don't remember who that is. Neither. Probably a, a a lesser character. I remember Burt Reynolds because he's got a voice you can't ever yeah. hear. Oh, and yeah, same with true. same with uh, Louise Guzman. And who Scott. else? Danny Danny Trejo was in this. What? I don't remember what that at all. Me either. Yeah, that's that's quite the the studded cast. Robert Davi, Gary Busey, everybody's favorite uh, porn star, Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm I, looking. Lee Majors? Fuck me. Like, there's a lot of people in this game. I didn't realize that, but mind you, back in 2002, I don't think I really knew who half these people were. Yeah, that's true. I think no. that's the only reason I really know of Luis Guzman. <laughs> it's because Diaz. <laughs> not because of community. No, but that was a good episode. <laughs> like, let's build a statue of Luis Guzman and get him to come to our campus. <laughs> uh, Luis Guzman. Well, I mean, if not, if not community, then waiting at the very least. Um, remind me what that's about. Excuse me, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, uh, um, why am I blanking on this? Oh my god. Um. Justin Long, holy fuck! There's a lot of people. Dan Cook was in that. Luis Guzman, John Francis Daly. Uh, it was a, the restaurant movie where they're all oh. like waiters and shit. Oh, I don't think I ever caught that movie. What? Neither. Anna. Anna <laughs> Ferris again. Yes, Anna Ferris. Ooh, not an Anna Ferris fan. No one has to be. Uh, Chi <laughs> McBride, Rob Benedict. So many fucking people in this movie. Hmm. Dan Cook. I already said that, but yeah, quite a quite a quite a cast. There was a second movie as well. It wasn't as good, um, but there was a second one. But yeah, it was. A, if you haven't seen Waiting Man, you need to get on that. Uh, first, watch whatever it was I said last episode. You need to watch, <laughs> uh, and then b- before that, watch whatever I said probably in the episode before that. You need to watch. <laughs> you yeah. have a lot of you have a lot of homework, Ollie. A Fair lot. enough. And you're home for the holidays, so do it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll give it a try. Okay, let's let's get let's get back on track here. Grand Theftology, uh, Grand Theftology. Wow, I mean, I guess that kind of works. Grand Theftology, <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. a little yeah. bit. Grand Theft Auto trilogy getting a remaster. Um, what what's everybody's experience with Grand Theft Auto? I mean, everybody's played at least one. Yes, 
I mean, we. I'm I think just we've happy all that they're not continuing to release GTA Five. I mean, they are, but I, I'm happy that they're doing other things as well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I mean, pretty pretty soon, Grand Theft Auto Five is going to have the uh, the uh, the Skyrim treatment where it's available <laughs> on every conceivable platform. Well, well it already is. is. They announced it for uh, next gen consoles um, pretty recently. Grand uh, Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that too. And yep. when did the game come out? Like, like 20... the, the re what is 12? it? The re remaster? Because like, didn't they <laughs> didn't they do that? Grand Theft Auto Five originally launched on 360 and PlayStation yeah. three, yeah, man. four, three, three, three. And then a little yep. shortly after that, a... they did the Xbox One and PS4 as well as PC launches. And now they're doing Xbox uh, Series X Series. and P- PS5 launches for it. The fuck? That's wow. insane. Not any and not any more different than what what uh, Bethesda is doing with with uh, Skyrim because Skyrim is also I'm pretty certain it's next month they're doing like a huge I don't remember what, like some sort of anniversary edition where it's like all the best stuff I guess all of the DLC all of if there's extra shit all of uh, everything's getting like scaled up and rezzed up or whatever they're releasing a whole other edition of this game and i'm pretty sure it's going to be on november 11th to commemorate their was it 10 year 10 year anniversary or whatever yes or more? yeah that sounds right. yep yep insane how are they still releasing skyrim games Honestly, and you know man. you know hundreds of thousands of people are gonna go and buy it yeah oh yeah what I would love for them to do is kind of interchange what game gets remastered every few years. Because I know Skyrim has been out for 10 years, but what about like a Fallout 3 remaster or something like that? Like, I would yeah, just. Who like, wants that? Remaster I want Oblivion. that. They need to remaster Oblivion for next gen consoles. That's what they should do. Yeah, Oblivion. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Go, well, I mean, yeah, go back to those older games. Not there the, is the that, more recent. Uh, there is that Sky Oblivion project. I don't know if you guys know about it. Oh, I've heard about it. It's like a group of fan fan people who fan folk. I don't know what you want to call them. Fans. Um, where they're pretty much putting now is it that they're putting either they're either putting Oblivion into the Skyrim engine or putting Skyrim into not the Oblivion engine, but like either way, they're, they're you know what I'm Let's go to say. backwards. <laughs> Shut up. I think, it's, I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's Oblivion in the Skyrim engine with the Skyrim kind of styled map. Yeah. And, I think that's and, what it is. And body features and, and, and all that stuff. And I've seen bits and pieces of it. And it looked like they've done quite a bit. It looks pretty decent. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't mind like from Bethesda, a ground up remaster of, of Oblivion. Oblivion, I think I spent countless hours playing that game. Like I loved Oblivion. I think I, I, I mean, Skyrim was great, but I think I loved Oblivion more than Skyrim. Mm. Well, I Which thought I, I feel like I've, I've probably Skyrim because I've owned it on I think three different platforms now. Yep, yeah, yeah which is unfortunate in it. Like even just going through a regular playthrough on those three different platforms, I'm sure I racked up pretty close to, if not quite a bit more than what I have on Oblivion. Hell yeah, Ollie, you were saying? I forget. <laughs> Are you high? Almost. <laughs> Almost, he says. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, going back to, to GTA, um, I'm actually really looking forward to these remasters. I'm usually not the one to pick up 
remasters just because i don't know a lot of the games that come out for remasters are ones that i still have in my recent memory um uh but like i i I think i did get around to playing gta 3 um though that one is kind of showing its age so i wonder actually if they're doing quality of life improvements as well i think that's what they're called because gta 3 was the one that didn't have a map that you could open i believe it was just a mini map that right uh, so it made it hard in some missions to like follow or tail your your guys or something when you right because you couldn't you couldn't waypoint they didn't have easy mode they didn't have gps yeah and i think there was there was a few other things too like vehicles couldn't back up so easily or something like that i just remember there was like a few things like that in that game that that got a little bit annoying um so i hope it's not just like a remaster of and like a skin slapped onto it i kind of hope that they actually got rid of you know some of the glitches that would happen unless they were the really fun ones um and i hope they kept a lot of the easter egg stuff too um because i know in gta vice city if you shot a sniper rifle at the moon then the moon would change sizes oh yeah Um, san andreas san andreas had i guess the jetpack wasn't really an easter egg but i think there was a bigfoot easter egg i can't remember i can see them keeping a bunch of that stuff in like they've always been good for uh keeping like cheat codes accessible and stuff like that uh and just like (laughs) other other things that people can do in the games uh once you kind of complete everything and you're just roaming around in the sandbox rocks are always leaves enough in there i think for people that they can just kind of enjoy their time in the world so i would say that uh they'll likely leave some of the some of those like easter eggs or maybe even some of those hidden uh glitches that were just like really strange and entertaining yeah and you know what i think it'd be a really cool idea if they added more into it because i don't think it was until saints row two or three where they added in a mode in in the cheats that um not that it's rockstar or anything but um there was a cheat that you could make low gravity and then all the cars would want to kill you so all you do is go like bouncing around the map and everything and that was just a whole lot of fun and i hope they i don't know i think it'd be cool i doubt they would but i think it'd be cool if they added some more cheats or or um augments to the game like that or you know just just keep the original cheats in well, yeah, that too. With I, I hope they don't the, get rid of those. With, with all of the down, up, left, right, left, left, right. Yes. <laughs> but then you got like in a rhythm of it, you could pull it off in like less than three seconds. And it was just yeah. done. You've got fucking all the guns and ammo. Or the great thing would be when you fuck up a cheat code and you end up like spawning a completely different vehicle than you wanted. <laughs> yeah. And you... And you'd be like in the middle of a mission, and like, and like, you want an APC or something, and then all of a sudden, you just get like a, a shitty little like beater car, um, <laughs> or like a like a pizza a pizza delivery scooter. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I think I think there were quite a few times where, um, at least in San Andreas, there were um, moments where you would uh, you would have like an a save like right before something that you'd have to do really quick and if you wanted to do a cheat code and get like a better vehicle for the the chase or something like that you would have to get it like first try and right away and then even then it took a few tries to like um catch up with the person or something like that so yeah you know 
the thing I used to do the most was I don't know if it was all of the Grand Theft Auto games. I don't know about three, but for Vice City and San Andreas, they had different tiers of weapons. And I would always get the weapon tier cheats mixed up, and I'd be wanting to get, like, uh, I don't know, like a high-powered assault rifle, and I would enter the cheat and get the tier that had, like, shitty SMGs, like Tech 9s and shit, and that's not what I wanted at all. Yeah, yes, I remember that. <laughs> and what I also I also remember, like, a, a bit of the nostalgia factor for me is is picking up the weapons when they're, like, floating in the air with, like, orbs around them. Oh, and, and they're spinning. Yeah, and they're spinning. They're like, and they're in, like, like they're bouncing in the air, yeah. Because in, in all the recent GTA games, it's just, like, on the floor when you spawn it or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to, to going back to that and, and replaying those games. I'm definitely... I think I'm definitely going to pick up this remaster if it is something substantial. You know, I'm all for a remaster, but, like, I'll treat it with the same I do every time they come out. Is I'll wait for it to go on sale for a stupid good price, and then I'll pick it up. I kind of doubt that rockstar is going to drop this in price since they're still releasing grand theft auto 5 at like full price oh don't get me wrong it's not going to drop in price anytime soon but by the time i get around to wanting to actually play it it'll be part of some summer sale or some fall sale yeah it could some, be some a rockstar uh whatever rockstar only sale it'll drop to like 20 bucks and that's when I'll map it. That's that's like a, the majority of the backlog that is my games library out of the like the three hundred and whatever four hundred games that I that I actually own. I've only ever I've only think I've only ever bought AAA titles that I, I really really wanted. Borderlands three, uh, one or two of the Call of Duties, whatever. But most of my library is comprised of game of sale games. Yeah, where I've bought would... like the 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 super mega ultra edition. And got it for like five, five to ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. There are there are those occasional ones that get away from me because they still don't drop in price like five years later, and I would really like to pick them up, and I should at some point. Um, Ubisoft games are kind of nice for that though, because a Ubisoft game will drop, and then like three months later, it'll be like at least twenty five percent off. Hmm. So that's kind of well, what I'm hoping to do. Three months into a Ubisoft game's lifespan, they've already lost all their players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Shot like fire. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm gonna wait on Far Cry Six a little bit, I think, and maybe by who knows, like Christmas, it'll it'll have a sale on it or something like that. There'll be a winter sale. I don't know. I hear Far Cry Six is is actually doing all right. A lot of the the podcasts yeah. I've been listening to, a lot of people have great things to say about I'm, it. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of people are liking it. Um, second best to Far Cry Three. Well, okay, you can't get any better than Far Cry Three. Far Cry yeah. Three is where they stepped up their game and changed the entire formula. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Far Cry Far Cry Three was an incredible, incredible game. Plus, you had people like Michael Mando on 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 the cast, right? Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember when they were hyping up the game and doing the promos, it was Christopher Mintz-Plass. Um, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, McLovin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he, was, uh, he was someone that also uh, skydived on the island, I think, and had a run-in with Michael Mando and was basically doing the character development that... Um, what, what is the name of the main character that you play? Jason, right? Sure. I think it's Jason, yeah, that you play in Far Cry 3, and he's, he kind of does the development, and that's why in the box art for the game, you see Michael Mando with Christopher Mint Plassey's head in the, in the ground, 
well, like his body in the ground than just his, the top of his head poking out. Not that's certain what... I remember seeing that. Hmm. Oh, well, if you if you look at the box art, that's exactly what's going on in the box art. And that's from those, um, I think it was like a five episode like video series or something like that, um, where he was like vlogging basically on the island and documenting everything Michael Mando's or Voss's crew was up to. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, that that Far Cry definitely has a has a special place in my heart. Oh, huge place! Uh, Was that the first game that really like normalized using an actor's likeness? I feel like it was. I feel like we didn't really see a whole lot before that of uh, like the actors being the characters. You know what? You could be right because I can't think of many examples of it. But I mean, if we're talking about Grand Theft Auto, like D. No, I guess Diaz doesn't really look like Luis Guzman. I was gonna say kinda had. actually, but I mean, like, yeah, like a little but bit. But vice, vice, like I said, that was two thousand two. Anybody looked like anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was like the one off, but for, as for main characters, you could be right there. I just, yeah, I really, but... I can't think of any examples that they really pushed the like heavy cg uses on uh and especially like mocap wasn't even a thing back then so back when like what early i mean i guess mid 2000s like 2010 ish mocap didn't oh, really dude mocap's been around time. for for a long time oh, mocap's yeah. been around since like late back 80s then, uh, 90s. mainly just like it was like photoshop uh and then they would have like specific points on the actors where they would uh overlay the uh effects on top in the photoshop and that, that's actually mm-hmm. what they venom and that's why it looks so terrible um but like shortly after i think uh or i guess the lord of the rings trilogy probably would have sort of popularized mocap in a way um but it never really became all that big because it was just it wasn't affordable for most uh most studios to do it was just ridiculously expensive back then yeah, yeah, like I'm it sure was. it was I'm sure it was much easier to animate whatever you wanted as the person's face and character rather than I don't know like get those details in their face and like how they smile and everything, you know, like how they how they do now. So Yeah. So yeah, like I I guess as it got cheaper, like maybe it was around the time Far Cry 3 came out and um uh, it was just much easier to to transport somebody's face into the game like I even remember there was a FIFA that came out and you could like take a selfie and they would put you as your own character in your Those own never home. worked though. I know. <laughs> they, they were terribly. <laughs> yeah. But like but it you know they tried. But it was a feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I tried it and I remember them just making you sign up to like 20 different newsletter bullshit so never ended up going through with it but yeah. it was there. Maybe, yeah, I was going to say maybe you but I didn't play sports games in my youth. I was very much a snob. I still don't play sports games. In fact, the last sports game I remember playing as a kid was like NHL 93, 94, 95, 94 or 95 or 94 and 95. On the <laughs> Super Nintendo way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Chell, as uh, as it's been referred to. I think the last sports game I played was like FIFA Street. I think that was like 2012. Oh, shit. <laughs> FIFA Street. Yeah. It was like, what it was is like, that? It's street soccer. So it was like, instead of uh, like a full uh, pitch and a whole bunch of people, it was like three on three. 
mostly just like cool dribbling tactics. Uh, didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really matter all that much, I guess, what you really did. Um, it was just playing around with the ball, mostly. Oh, man, 2005. I remember that game, yeah. FIFA, I'm looking at pictures 2005? Right Holy shit. I thought it was <laughs> later than Fuck. Well, there's, there's two entries. There's one that says 2005 and then also another 2012. It's possible that it had more than one. I was probably playing the 2012 well, one then. Okay, yeah. So there's FIFA Street, then there's FIFA Street. Oh, there's three of them. What? Uh, or are these just <laughs> or these could just be photoshopped things but i'm gonna go ahead and say that oh, do i have to wikipedia this i don't really want to don't worry about it it's not that important let's just, I, let's, I was gonna say, let's, just, let's just say there's more than one <laughs> i wanted to move on to battlefield now anyway just sort of talk about that beta because i've heard really good things and I, the majority of what i've heard is that it feels like it's a game that was made this year oh, oh. Yeah, totally. Here's here's my 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 hot take as I have been playing it. Um, thank you to the folks um, over at uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, and the Game Pass Ultimate team for giving everybody who is a Game Pass Ultimate holder the privilege to play to play this beta before the people who pre-ordered it. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of a slap in the I, man. Because I'm 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 pretty certain pre-order. Pre- Pre-order date was the 8th uh, across the weekend. So starting yesterday, because uh, today is the 9th. Not that this matters to anyone listening. Because um, this, this ain't going to be out for like another four weeks. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure pre-order early start was like the 8th. But if Game Pass Ultimate holders got to start on like the 6th, 7th. <laughs> That's awesome. I I was just rolling through my Game Pass the uh, the other night uh, and seeing that it had popped up. I'm like, there's no way I can play this right now. Like, and it's like, no, play now. I'm like, we mean play now. <laughs> so I, I I installed it, and sure enough, on the uh, it it wasn't the sixth. It was the seventh at one thirty in the morning. Um, so I guess you could, if you wanted to, you could really be like, it was the night of the sixth, but it it wasn't. It was the morning of the seventh. And I played until like three or four o'clock in the morning. Um, it's pretty cool. Now I originally played it on the Xbox, and then decided, well, if it's available on on the Xbox, it's got to be available on PC. So I switched over to the PC to play, uh, and it ran a hell of a lot smoother. Still a bit janky in some places. Um, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of rubber banding that happens, but it's a beta. I expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a Battlefield beta. I remember, fuck, I remember when Battlefield 4's beta came out and it was like mm-hmm. one or two maps. It was buggy as fuck. The sound didn't always work. Uh, you'd fall <laughs> fall through terrain on the map and shit. Yeah, oh, no. um, I remember that. Or like, I think it was the Siege of Shanghai was one of the maps and there's a, an yeah. instance where you can make the, the, the building collapse and sometimes it would just be standing and then gone just just gone with nothing in between maybe a slight rumble and some dust but like it was it was not great but battlefield 4 turned out just fine yeah I, the memorable one the memorable one for me was battlefield 3 i don't know if you ever played the beta for that i but... did not beta battlefield 3 but i played battlefield 3 yeah Same. and it was it was a lot of fun i don't remember there being too many glitches about it i just remember that the flashlights were bright as fuck and if anybody had a flashlight in a building or in a tunnel, it literally blinded you in your entire screen, and they had to tone that down once the game like came out. I did yeah. not know that. I, I still, yeah. Even on release, like there was that one snow map where you were outside and you have to push into like this underground bunker, but yeah. because textures of the outside versus the inside, as soon as you would go into the doorway, you would just be hit with a black screen essentially until everything adjusted properly. 
And if someone hit you with <laughs> Like in between that time period, you were done. There was nothing you could do. You were just back to the respawn menu before you even knew what was happening. That still takes place in Battlefield 4 in uh, Operation Locker. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because it's a... <laughs> I'm pretty certain it's a it's a prison uh, in a yeah. mountaintop somewhere. And when you go outside, it's all, it's all white and snowy and bright out. And there's like yeah. a certain... Like there's like a small transitional period between the outside to the inside where it's dark. You can't see shit for like three seconds and then it, then it adjusts. But like in that small window, you can get fucked up or you can do some serious damage if you're on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Real. Yeah. I honestly prefer battlefield four over battlefield three. I just, I don't know. The battlefield game seems to flow so much better with more people. And I think it made such oh, a big, yes. uh, just like obviously upping the teams from, I think they were 12 to like 32 players in battlefield four from three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah, I spent most of my time with Battlefield 3 and Bad Company 2. I don't know if you guys have played oh, Bad Company yeah. 2. Oh, but... I played Bad Company 2 the entire campaign. Yeah. I played the shit out of its multiplayer. That's where I, that game alone is what had me fall in love with the Battlefield franchise in the yes, first place. Same and then here. they couldn't, and then they couldn't re deliver on that every other entry <laughs> afterwards which pissed me off to no end because i remember playing uh like rush or even conquest in in bad company 2 and being able to demolish entire buildings mm-hmm. with people yeah. inside them and getting these stupid kill streaks because there's 10 people inside this building and me and some teammates <laughs> threw some c4 on each of the walls and went see ya and <laughs> just blew the whole thing out yeah um, mike's my experience with Battlefield Bad Company 2 was, like, it was one of my favorite multiplayer shooters ever, I think. It's definitely, like, really up there. Just for it was so good. What it was, yeah. Like, so good. Like, it, it didn't have, like, it still had pretty big maps. Nothing to the level of what Battlefield has now. But, like, it was, like, I would play free-for-all constantly. That was, like, the one game where the free-for-all mode was actually quite fun. Um yeah, I just it'd be cool to see another bad company uh, or at least a multiplayer vibe that was like that because it is pretty different from the mainline Battlefield game. Well, I will tell you now in my experience with 2042, um, you're not restricted to certain weapons being part of certain classes. Oh, you can pretty much good. pick that's any good. any any weapon type for any class. You can pretty much so far what I played with in the beta, you can pretty much tie and associate any kind of loadout with any class. Yes, there are there there are uh, archetypes and presets, but you can totally edit the shit out of them. So if you wanted to, you can have an LMG as a medic. That um, would be ideal because I love both the LMG and the medic class. Well, that was my Bad Company 2 thing. I was a Rambo medic. Yeah. I'd fucking hide in the bushes. Seven guys would show up out of nowhere. I'd jump out, mow them all down with the LMG, pick up the rest of the team, and fucking go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they, they've got uh, kind of similar to... I hate to use Call of Duty or any other game like that as, a, as an example, but they have uh, um, what are essentially operatives. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Um, so there's four available. I don't remember all their names. One's some skinny white dude <laughs> <laughs> with the generic white name. Um, they all have their own passives and uh, and gadgets. So he's got the grapple the grapple gun, uh, and he can zip line faster and move faster while ADSed. Um, and then there's Boris, who I think is supposed to be like the defender slash whatever heavy guy, and he's got like a turret you can drop. 
uh, and I can't remember what the second thing is, but um, his passive is like if you're if you're close to your turret while it's shooting, it does more damage. So you can treat it kind of like a, I guess like a Scorpio, oh. a Scorpio turret from Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're, okay. in, if you're in its vicinity, it'll, it'll <laughs> it can do more. Da- Anyways, soldier class, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's like a recon guy who's got like a a drone that you can fly around and spot shit with. Um, and his passive is like. There's like a pulse that emits from you every, I don't know, 20 seconds, and it'll let, or it's not a pulse, it, it's a, a field around you, like an aura, that lets you know if there's enemies close by, it'll light up, it'll light up red, if they're within That's like cool. three, three to five feet of you. And then there's the, the medic lady, who's got a medic gun, it's like a pistol that you can long range fucking heal people with, you could also use it to shoot yourself. You can heal yourself, like a quick one on the wrist to give you a health boost. Oh, um, kind of like, she... um, sorry, go on. No, no, kind of, kind of like what? Like Apex? Uh, no, like uh, Killing Floor does that. Oh, yes, yes, like Killing Floor. Uh, good call, good throwback. Um, but she can also, she her passive is she has the ability to res anybody, not just anybody in your fire team, anybody on your team. And when she reses them, you get res at full health. Right. So so what I what I was doing was I was using her arc or her class with the heal gun and being able to pick up teammates. Um I picked whatever weapon I was feeling at the time. Uh, the assault rifles are pretty deep. Actually all the guns so far, I like all of them. I haven't That's spent good. a whole lot of time. Like they're all they all feel good. They've got good weight, they've got good sound when the sound is, you know, working. Uh, <laughs> because battlefield. Um but I would I would pair her up not with a med crate. But with an ammo crate, so I could do both. So I could res people, heal them with my trank gun, and then resupply everybody. And then that resupply also goes to your your um, your healing gun, your, your whatever that oh. is, syringe yeah. syringe pistol. So like, pretty pretty viable class. And then if shit got out of hand and there was too much uh, tanks or or air suppression, I would just swap out the the ammo crate for either an anti air rocket or a fucking rocket launcher to deal with ground units and shit. Like it's. You can do so much now um, with all of these operatives. That's and, cool. That was my it, biggest holdup with Battlefield One. Is like just because all the guns were World War One guns, they all felt super weird. And without being able to switch between them, like the classes felt so limited. Especially if you were like uh, like a starting marksman or medic, you had access to very little in terms of weapons that would actually be useful. Right. Do they have any of the portal mode in, in the beta right now? So right now, the only thing that's available is pretty much uh, large-scale conquest. So if you're playing on a Series XS and or PlayStation 5 and or PC, um, you've, got the, you've, uh, you've got access to 64 on 64, so 128 player matches, <laughs> which are Ridiculous. insane. The map they put you on is one you would have seen in a lot of uh, trailers and previews with the with the rocket, the space rocket, or whatever oh, yeah. it is. Could be could be a nuclear no. rocket. I don't know. In the <laughs> background, there's like a giant tower on the other side, and there's all kinds of like foresty areas and little compounds and one, shit. Uh, that has like the tornado hazard. That yeah. Just- here yeah. Okay. Here's the, here's the thing. I've been playing this map for the last what three days, two three days, uh, and not once have I ever experienced this storm. I'm seeing fucking thumbnails of of uh, YouTubers and and influencers and shit playing this, where they're showing off the tornado, the big giant tornado, and I'm like, I've been playing this for hours, and not once have I seen this fucking tornado. Why do they have it? 
Why not me? Why can't I have Aww. this? Uh, maybe, maybe it's like Battlefield 1 where you have to demolish the other team to a certain point where they get like, they would get the big, uh, like it was either the, uh, um, what the fuck do they call it? The Dreadnought boat? Oh, or the um, blimp and shit. But those were, those were yeah. things that you can call in if you needed help or when you needed help. I don't think this yeah. is just supposed to be some Levolution shit. Like, this yeah. is just supposed to be a randomly occurring, and I get that it's a random occurring instance but i've been playing for hours and i have not i've not seen this yet and then i'm seeing like reaction videos and shit on youtube of, of these these youtubers and influencers who are like oh checking out the fucking this giant tornado storm and i'm like how how did you get that i've been playing for hours and i haven't seen this yet mm. whatever that's i'm that's the only thing i'm salty about that is legit the only thing i'm salty about yeah because those um those weather effects really seem to look to make the game really interesting so i i kind of hope that it's not a thing where it only like plays up where if one team is losing so i'm glad to hear that it it sounds to be like a random thing but it must be so fucking random that like even you're not experiencing it like (laughs) well like the only thing i've seen difference is like time of day and and slight weather changes so like i've been on the on the level or on the map when it's uh sunny and clear uh, and bright and man oh man i don't know what it is with with ea um and uh and like the frostbite engine and shit like why do they always have to have such intense fucking lens flare in yeah. every game in every battlefield i've ever played oh, yeah. you take one peek into the sun in a video game and you're immediately blinded in both real life and in in the game like it's, it's so horrendous it's a it, it's an atrocity and i'm pretty sure it's a war crime in in some countries or it should be and um yeah go ahead i, I i'm curious about that feature we saw in the trailer where you can switch your attachments on the fly oh. is oh. that there yes it's because so you in in previous battlefield games you do it from the menu you do your attachments and shit from a separate menu yeah that's not a thing anymore at least in the beta, that's not a thing. You just pick the weapons, and then you mod them on the fly while you're playing. That's so, so you cool. already So I, you I can just... open up an attachments window. Um, I don't remember what the control is on the controller. It's one of the directional buttons. On the keyboard, it's just you press and hold T. And it opens up this this cross network of, of possible attachments, and you just select them. And then once you're done selecting, you let go, and then like the gun drops like an old school... Uh, like 007 or whatever, it drops, it comes back up, and it's got all the fucking modifications on it. That's sick. That's it's what I'm so looking cool. forward to. Yeah. It's so cool. And, and like, uh, it really is situational. Like, I, I've, you know, we've all seen the, the trailer where the guys are in the elevator going up, and the guy takes yeah. his, uh, what looked like a, like a vector and pimped it out for close quarters. Like, you can, you can it's, I, I so did that. So I'd switch up my rifles all the time for something a little more long range if I knew I was going to be engaging uh, longer targets. Uh, and then when I when I got inside like buildings that were close quarters, uh, I'd swap up all my attachments to be more uh, more fitting for the close quarters. Like it it's brilliant. This game is brilliant. It is definitely the battlefield game I have been waiting for. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, when does it come out? I think in uh, November. <laughs> it's either no, it's no- either later this month or it's no it is november i'm pretty certain it's november okay i think good. they always release their battlefield games in november i feel like it's a, a lot good, of shooters come out yeah, a lot of, yeah not to mention it's <laughs> it, it's like a bit before christmas so everyone has time to buy the game for their family member or whatever or themselves so, or themselves yeah, yeah exactly 
Yep, but uh, I, mean, I don't I, think I'll be getting it right away. I might, I'm gonna have to wait on this one. I've, uh, yeah, I've spent me too. Money in the last uh, last <laughs> week or so, <laughs> with all my airsoft adventuring. Um, <clears throat> but uh, my uh, buddy of mine, actually, uh, since he shares his Steam library with me, we're, we're uncertain uh, if it'll transfer over because there's a lot of weird shit with like games that require third party launchers that uh, can't necessarily be shared through Steam. But I'm hoping for the best, uh, that when he gets it, I'll get it, and I'll just play it when he's not on, because he doesn't play a lot of video games you know, I would imagine it would be okay, because I think, at least for PC, uh, EA has sort of, like, rerouted their stuff through Steam. So it should be... It should run all right, I would say. But, I mean, who knows? You'll have to wait until it comes out to see. You know what would be crazy, though? And I mean, like, fucking out there crazy. If day one it dropped on Game Pass, that would be oh. ridiculous. I would, yeah. I would lose my fucking mind. I'm pretty sure I would go crazy for a day. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Games Pass continues to surprise me. Like they, they recently dropped the Avengers game. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to to try it. I out. have, I have. It's actually quite fun. Yeah, I, I've been liking it as well. And uh, Phoenix Point as well was another game they dropped that I had no idea was even coming to console because it was a. What is what is that? It's a, it's another XCOM like game. It's a strategy. Oh hell yeah! I'm down. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and and it's a lot more involved. There's factions. Um, there's no. There's not really much of a time constraint like there was in XCOM where you had to to move. Be quick. Before. Yeah. What's yeah. The consequences. Well, there's at least less of that. It's it's a mist that spreads around the world that you're trying to beat, I guess. But there's like a few different ways to beat the game as well. Like you can side with factions to do it, or you can just like go on your own and do it guns blazing. Um, it has vehicles, which is which is new um, to strategy games. I don't think there's much, if at all, that have uh, vehicles introduced. Um, no, can't say there is. But anyways, like I was so surprised that it dropped on Games Pass because as far as I knew, it was a PC only game. And um, I guess they ported it to console recently. And yeah, I'm just playing the heck out of that lately. And nice. Like every, it seems like every time I log onto my Xbox, there's something new on Games Pass that I that I'm gonna fall in love with. And like Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, I hear that's pretty good. It is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it's definitely gonna sit in my backlog for a bit. Uh, since the the 2042 beta launch, I haven't played anything else. But yeah, yeah that makes sense. This beta. <laughs> um. But no, Scarlet Nexus, when you get a chance, check that shit out. That game's a lot of fun, too. Uh, Anime-style game, um, but it's it's pretty dope. Like, it's a hack and slash, and you got, like, telekinetic abilities, and you can, like, depending on which character you pick, you can you can have a, a sword and, like, cut up these weird alien demon thingies. And then while you're doing that, you can pick up objects around you in the middle of your combo, like like cars, and like full-on cars and trucks and shit, and like smash them with it. It's mm. dope. Nice. It's so cool. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely check out Scarlet Nexus. Um, yeah, fucking awesome game. Mm. Hell yeah, where were we? Fuck, Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is, 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 it is a godsend. Like, I'm yeah. really loving Games Pass. If Battlefield drops on it, I'm going to be so ecstatic. I mean... Okay. I'll lose my mind. Yeah, I'll lose it. Like I'm already really looking forward to when Halo drops on it, and oh, like I can't wait. So while we're Did on you, the topic of Xbox and Game Pass, do you guys yeah. quickly want to segue into the VR stuff we were talking about, or are we going to leave that for another episode? No, we'll t- we'll discuss that now. Fuck that. Hell yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You got time. <laughs> so yeah, have you guys had much experience with VR? 
A little bit. I've played a uh, a couple of VR games on the PS4, uh, and I've played. I think I played a couple on uh, on Oculus as well. Uh, yeah, um, I played a couple games. Um, one uh, one once uh, was a um, not an Oculus, but the uh, H- HTC Vibe, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's one. Buddy, buddy of mine had one of those. Uh, and I definitely played the. <laughs> I played a Rick and Morty game actually. Uh, which oh was yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, you, the VR you, like, Rick and out, Morty. You hung yeah. out in Rick's garage. You were like a Morty clone, and like Rick, Rick and Morty leave you behind to like clean up the garage and shit. But you get into you get mixed up in some hijinks. <laughs> ah, um, cool. A nice. lot of fun. That one was pretty cool. Uh, and then my buddy Chase, uh, he he has a. Um, an Oculus is it Rift that that's the uh, the more portable one? I think so. Yeah. Or the no, hold on. Oculus Rift is like the full name of the thing, isn't it? So like. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um. While well, I have fucking Google here, I don't know why I never think of uh, uh, do this when I'm Quest. He's got an Oculus Quest, uh, first gen. Okay. And uh, he's got a variety of games on there, and I played one where you shoot like robots and stuff, or. Uh, I don't remember what the other games were. To be honest, I was probably high. Um, there was, as always, there was one game I remember playing. Um, it was something called like Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Rainbows, or something. That and sounds pretty interesting. It, yeah, it, it, it's just basically one of those games where it's just a big um, shooting range, and you can have like a bunch of different weapons and um, uh, like play horseshoes and that kind of thing. Um, Hot that's dogs, one of horseshoes and hand grenades. Hand grenades, that's it, not rainbows. No, that's no. probably a different <laughs> well, I mean, like, either or <laughs> maybe there were rainbows in it, I can't really remember. Um, and then I remember playing this one paintball game, and that one was really fun. But what I didn't realize was that all these Oculus have like a mic above the nose, and I didn't realize that it's just default on when you're playing multiplayer games. Oh, <laughs> were you were you talking shit? Yeah, I was talking <laughs> shit in paintball. And uh, and then like one of the dudes it, it's also um it's also local voice chat, so it's not like you can hear everybody in the game, just the no, people that proximity. are around you. Yeah, proximity, yeah. that's the word, yeah. <laughs> and so I would, I would be like, oh my god, how is this guy killing me? Or I'd be like, eat shit, dirtbag. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the, the one dude that like I was just about to kill, he was like, I could hear you. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that changes nothing. Eat more yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah and, oh it's you it's tried not sucking time. like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a lot of good fun and i don't know if you guys have had a chance to play beat saber that was the one that was pretty popular for a beat while saber. oh yeah that was oh a, my uh, fuck me was i winded by the end of it yeah like it, it that that's a good exercise game like if you're trying to set up a gym like a home gym honestly just fuck it and buy yourself a vr like station and just play beat saber like that works you out to the max and some of the songs you can download are pretty fucking great um i remember there being i don't know if you guys know that song that was a mashup of cooking by the book and get low by captain little john and no. um so so cooking by the book is a song from what is it lazy town um it's like this car not a cartoon rather but um kind of like a muppet live action show for kids oh, yeah? on like on like ytv 
and cooking by the book was just you know one of the songs they had while they were like cooking and learning how to bake a cake and whatnot um and then you know get low by captain little john is all like now make that ass clap and like uh you know talking about like twerking and everything like that and so you're just like playing this beat saber um song (laughs) and then like it's you know like a nice like um song that's like all wholesome and whatnot and then all of a sudden like the game gets really intense and you have to like duck down and like hit these um uh these bars like to your left and right like swinging outwards and it's like now make that ass clap and like (laughs) oh my god like you guys should like i i'm listening to it right now you're listening to it right now yeah (laughs) yeah and um and then I think there was another one. There was a few that were like um, meme songs of the Russian national anthem or something like that that were also pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but like, and and then just imagine doing this on shrooms as well, where you're just like, you got high energy, you're like giggling like mad, and you're just like listening to this meme song while like trying to do things with your hands and feet. And oh, it's some of the most fun I've had in a long time. Oh, it is. Uh... That is no easy feat that uh, that beat saber, especially when you got something that's really really upbeat. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the reason we got onto this topic was actually because we uh, we wanted to to discuss um, the potential of Xbox having VR in the future, and just yeah. like if we ever thought that would be something that we would see, um, or if it was even plausible to begin with. I oh, think I it's, think it's more than possible. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the especially with the Xbox Series X that's out now, I don't know about the Series S, though I don't think it's too far off. It's not. Um, yeah. Um, so, like, if we're, if we're having RTX, I feel like as, as soon as you get RTX being able to be a thing, like, you're able to do, like, VR. Because I think you can run a v, VR rig with just, like, a 1660 GTX. If I'm not mistaken, is it the 1660? The 1060 is what I'm thinking of. The 1060. I've got um, a 1070. Yeah, and I got a 1060. So like, I've got if, all the RAM in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, and if 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 you could run VR on that, and those video cards came out like what, like 10 years ago? Maybe not that long. I don't know. No, God, no, no. A no, 1070 is only like three, four years. Three four years, yeah. yeah, and 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 we're having the Xbox Series X release in like 2020. I don't know. Just to me, it it definitely seems like um, we have the ability to run VR. But I think Phil Spencer did say that he has no interest in VR, which is kind of bullshit because I have an interest in VR and I want to <laughs> play VR. And it would just be so easy just to set it up on on you know my living room because the Xbox is already there. Well, I mean, but. It's it's something that Xbox as a whole doesn't really have experience with. They would have to start from the ground up. Um, well, they have their like they're part of Microsoft, right? And Microsoft has like the Hololens, which is the the AR glasses that are AR, still a thing. Yes, not VR. No, I know. Similar, but like, right? But, but not not the same thing. Microsoft being as big as it is, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't think it's too hard for them to get on that boat. But yeah, you're I don't, right. I don't think so either. I think, I think it would be absolutely a great decision for them to move into the VR market because if anybody could really pull it off well and make games for it, it would be Microsoft and all, all their studios, hands yeah. down. They have all the greatest studios. In fact, the studios that they have acquired over the last like four years are all studios that have made VR games, Bethesda, id Software, IE. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, 
though I, I do see them maybe not liking to do VR because it adds development time if it's a game that you can run normally as well as in VR. Or now you need a dedicated, like a studio to dedicate itself to make just a VR game, right? right. And the VR market isn't that big and you need people to buy an additional like add-on to your Xbox or whatever to play VR. Right. Because um, we're not doing the whole connect thing again and bundling that shit in with oh with the what? you All didn't right. like the connect <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't mind it i think there was like the one odd game but the Fuck only thing the I, connect no don't even the, don't even I, try to stick up for it i think <laughs> don't the only even. thing no the only thing the connect had going for itself was being able to turn the xbox on and off by voice Fuck, Fuck that you're a connect sympathizer is what you're is what you are <laughs> Honestly, no, man. No, I wasn't as critical. I wasn't as critical. Do not besmirch the was, good name but... of Phil Spencer. Uncle <laughs> Phil is a fucking hero. You take that back. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I stepped out of line. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, I just got a little did. passionate about these things. You you almost got uninvited <laughs> to my place afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm only I'm only still going because I'm bringing the coffees. Like, let's be real here, boys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Honestly, I, though, I like my yeah, take ahead. on all this i think that i think they will eventually move over to vr i just think they're waiting for it to advance a little bit because in all the vr games i've played the movement is the one thing that consistently feels jank as fuck oh my yeah. god yes so what i think they're doing is they're waiting for just some of these issues to get smoothed out to a point where like using uh like regular controller controls won't just make you feel nauseous from running around at speeds you're not used to um but then the weird ass like like click uh like move based uh like click to go somewhere kind of thing that they currently have in a lot of vr games just is not it yeah yeah, those click-to-go ones, I played a zombie game with it, and when you're, like, freaked the fuck out, and you're, like, trying to get away from zombies, then it, it doesn't end up being that great of a movement mechanic. Yeah, and well, it really I mean, does we're... feel like it takes away from the games, too. Like, especially in, in, like, a zombie survival one, for example, where, you know, you're moving around is pretty important in the game. It just it feels so weird that you can only move in like certain directions at what feels like just ninety degree angles. I, I just don't like the feeling of that, and I would be okay with it if Xbox was uh, or Microsoft was just waiting uh, until VR becomes a little more accessible and a little more smoothed out uh, to release their own version of it, and maybe even an upgrade from that point. See, like I don't think we're. I, I'm being pessimistic here, but I don't think we're ever really going to get to a good place with VR until we have like those Ready Player One setups, you know, with the tactile gloves and the little treadmill, the Omni treadmill, and um, yeah, like that's when VR is going to peak. Because at at the end of the day, like what we have now for home VR is great, but it's a little bit too much investment for a little reward, just because the market isn't that big for it. And I yeah, don't think definitely. it's an, I don't think it's until we get like the actual you know there are VR not cafes but VR um, game zones or whatever around you'll you'll find a few in the, in in every big city um, that do have those omni um, directional treadmills and and the setup like that you see in Ready Player One like those do exist um, mm. 
but like yeah until that's cheaper to get into your home i doubt vr is going to be very big i agree with you there yeah i do think that that was like just the natural progression of what vr will be until a point where it's like uh i suppose what a full dive system would be but i would love to see those uh like directional pads and even like the motion detecting things from ready player one be put into like manufacturing to some degree yeah i don't think we're far off though like they no, already we have really omni- omnidirectional track pads i've already seen yeah uh like the harnesses that have like uh it's not a heart well i guess it's kind of a harness that's it's like a kind of a harness like, like, yeah, a, like a, a crane like a crane in the back that holds you holds you in place um mm-hmm, and there yeah. are personal units that you can buy but there are thousands of dollars yeah yeah, um, yeah that's true would that be something i would low-key invest in yes Yes, I would. I very much. Absolutely. I I pretty much want Rare, Ready Player One to be my life. Yeah. On, yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, if you could invest that amount of capital today, and there were, and I think there are a few decent like shooter games, and like you did, you know, like them enough to get it, then I think it's a very feasible thing for you to do. I but... would be in such good shape. Oh yeah. You don't even know from all the cardio and shit that I'd be doing, I would be fucking ripped in weeks. Weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd agree. Like like I joked earlier, it would be a really good workout tool. Um and who knows, maybe you could expense it as both a gym and entertainment area, you know, and then it doesn't seem so bad. Maybe that's a way they could market it. Three days in, I'd be able to tactical sprint longer than a Call of Duty Modern Warfare characters. Yeah. All right, one more time. Three days after owning, like, one of those omnidirectional things, I'd be able to sprint, like, tactical sprint longer than the COD Modern Warfare (laughs) characters. (laughs) Guaranteed, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's the one thing I look forward to is like you gotta start off kind of slow and hazy, and then by like two three months in, you're just gonna be a champion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like because you just get so into the game, right? You don't even you don't even fucking think about it anymore. And that's that's what happens to me when I'm when I'm at airsoft. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big dude. You guys know, you guys know I'm a big guy. I'm three hundred plus pound guy. Um, but I can somehow still move pretty quick on my feet when that once that adrenaline's pumping. Uh, and like. I don't feel it when I'm running out into the field in the battle. I start to feel it after I inevitably get shot and have to return back to home base to touch the wall before coming back out. Um, and in that moment, I'm like, holy fuck, like out of breath, tired all of a sudden. It's like I shouldn't have pushed myself so hard. And then I touch the wall and I take like two other breaths. And then all of a sudden I get the gun back up and I'm running back out. Like, like I don't I don't feel it until the next day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's like all part of the like whole thing that we were talking about with the VR too, with like just the, the immersion isn't there. But when you're like when you're playing a, a game that you're really into, or in this case, like Airsoft, where you're just like you're not thinking of everything outside that's going on. You're just focused on what you're doing. And right. VR just isn't there yet. Yeah, it'll get there. It's close. Well, I, I say well, yeah. another another five years. That's my I prediction. Do. Five more years, and we'll be we'll I'm be on a, the precipice of something great in terms of VR. I will set myself a calendar reminder five years <laughs> from today. So, okay, bud. <laughs> <laughs> what do I get? So that we right? can so that we can congratulate you exactly. Yeah, but what do I get? A VR headset. I don't know. <laughs> you, you guys are gonna band together. 
and buy and buy me a VR setup for my correct. Hey, well, Don't ideally, me in with this, this is Ollie's idea. <laughs> <laughs> ideally, they're not going to be that expensive anymore. You know, at, at I, least maybe ideally, it... yes, but yeah. Uh... The world yeah. doesn't run on on ideals, sir. It runs on capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> you know damn well a VR setup like that's going to cost thousands of dollars. Cost good money. Yeah. Would I save up for it over a small period of time or long period of time to do it? Oh, totally. Yes, yeah. sir. Totally. If I could be guaranteed, one hundred percent guaranteed, Ready Player One status in a world, I would shut up and take my money like i would yeah. definitely i would invest i would invest yeah. heavily 100 percent. yeah so uh baby if you're listening know that uh in five years from now when they make ready player one a real a real thing i'm gonna be throwing thousands of dollars away at it <laughs> love you <laughs> he's already getting the divorce papers ready <laughs> oh my god Fuck whatever it's gonna be like four or five weeks before she hears this one anyways i'm not too concerned <laughs> start investing now she'll be able to talk her down by then i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> it might actually take five years <laughs> to pull that off <laughs> Yeah, she's not going to like me if she hears this episode. Yeah, that was a good while it lasted. It is what it is. Like I said, you got you got four or five more weeks um, of good uh, of good friendship, and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to re- reconfigure afterwards. Um, What do you think? Cut it off here? I think so. I think, yeah. was, uh, I think we had some, some, good, uh, some good conversation there, uh, and definitely leaving off with the VR is, uh, is a positive note. I would like to see that. And, and, and like I said, five years. Five years will be there. Five years. I hope so. Um, okay. Well, since we're uh, coming to a close here, shout outs as always uh, to my man Matt the Rat over at Rat House Productions, R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. If you want to check us out uh, over on the Instawebs, um, Instawebs, interwebs, you know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to be cool and I'm, I'm not that cool. Um, <laughs> Matt's our producer. Without you, we wouldn't have our stuff out. Uh, so grand, uh, grand thank you uh, to Matt the Rat. Shout out to the folks over at Twat FM, Fear and MDI. Uh, without you guys, I don't think I ever would have ever been able to come up with having uh, our own show. Uh, so shout outs to you. And I'm hoping uh, in the next, hopefully within the next two episodes or so, I'm going to have Fear on, Sean Fear Ennis, my homeboy. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to, we're going to do a thing. Oh, yeah. Have him on. Uh, he's got this thing that he does uh, in his previous podcast that he's bringing back to Twat FM called Fears 5. And it's like uh, five what if questions. And uh, I-, I couldn't even give examples, even if I if I really wanted to. Um, but it just, it, it's fun. It's fun to play. It's a nice little game that we can all play. Um, so hopefully he'll be he'll be out uh, out soon enough. Uh, Ryan, if people wanted to find you on the Internet, where can they? Well, I would say as of the time this episode actually goes up, all of my um, proper new social should be up under synthetic, S-Y-N-T-H-E-T-I-K, uh, all capitals. Uh, it'll be like streams, games, be on Instagram, Twitter, um, all the above, basically. Awesome. Uh, and uh, Ollie, where can yeah. people find you if you'd like to? Just on Instagram, Oliver.hruiz. Please. <laughs> Thank you. It's just, it's just fun to say Ruiz. You gotta you gotta roll the R, the HR, the Ruiz. 
Love it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you guys <laughs> wanted to find me, uh, you can find me at uh, on the Instagram and or Twitter. Uh, Twitter is at the real Snurfin, or on Instagram at Snurfin. Or if you want to find us as a whole, as a conglomerate, as a trifecta of awesome, uh, you can find us uh, as a podcast at the Nerdy Nomicon. Uh, not the Nerdy Nomicon, but at Nerdy Nomicron for those of us who can actually pronounce our fucking title properly. Uh, and that's on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'll take suggestions and donations. Um, <laughs> we need to we need to fund my uh, my <laughs> my VR setup in the next five years. Uh, so we'll definitely set up a Patreon and possibly an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> Anyways, that is the end of it. Uh, Until next time, folks, peace out. Peace. Have a good one.